All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right. We're back here doing a, uh, a whole new episode this week. Uh, we kind of bridged what we did with our last series uh, with JLA. Uh, because uh, Steel was a member of the JLA in that Grant Morrison run we just finished. Yeah, a little uh, Steel taste test. Yep, and then so we were like, you know what, this is the perfect time. We've been wanting to watch this Steel movie. So oh, yeah, it's been a long time coming. Right, so that's the plan for today is we have a, uh, we're going to be doing a whole episode themed around Steel. Uh, we picked out a book to read uh, that, had, uh, that we could read alongside the movie. Um, Steel Comics, unfortunately, there's not a lot to pick from. Yeah. Um, there's one run, that, which is the one we're reading, uh, which was started by Louise Simonson, uh, who created the character, and then later picked up by Christopher Priest, which is the first arc we'll be reading. Yep. Other than that, there's not. That's really the only solo steel book that I know of. Uh, yeah, it looked like there was a couple other like mini series ones that right. I, that seemed like they were just kind of off branches of events or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, this is definitely the main one. But yeah, so that's what we're going to be reading to uh, today. I, I think if you want to uh, read more Steel, I think the, the best things that I would recommend, they're not great for like the format we do on this podcast, but overall just good reads, would be uh, read 52, that uh, that right, book right. By, that we talked about a couple weeks ago yep. um, by Grant Morrison, uh, Greg Rucka, Mark Wade, a whole bunch of people. Um, who wrote it together, and Steele has a pretty good ongoing story in that book. Um, I would also recommend the New 52 Grant Morrison uh, Action Comics book, um, because uh, Sholly Finch, Sholly Fi- Fish, I think I'm getting the name wrong, Sholly Fish writes a bunch of backup uh, <laughs> issues in the back of the of those action comics okay. uh, that are all about Steel, and those are all really good as well. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I think that's printed in the new Grant Morrison Action Comics omnibus that like just came out. So oh, sick. Definitely recommend people picking that up as well, because it's also one of the best Superman runs, too. Oh, nice. Uh, which we should get to as well if we yeah, ever get I definitely back on our get, Superman jump. Gotta get to that at some point, for sure. Because some Superman stuff we could do, now that we're kind of on the subject, is... Uh, we could do um, Superman Smashes the Clan by oh, yeah. um, by Gene Lun Yang. That's really fucking good. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, we could also, like I said, read Grant Morrison Action Comics to follow up on what we've already read uh, from Grant Morrison Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bunch of just like bad, kind of boring Superman comics in like the 80s and 90s, unfortunately. So there's not a lot there to pick from. <laughs> yeah, we don't uh, have to do those. But yeah, if this is your first time joining us, what I would re- recommend is following us over on Twitter, over at Agents of Podcast, so you can see what we're reading ahead of time. Um, that is also where we will um, post uh, the links to the episodes as they come out. Uh, these episodes usually come out on Thursdays, uh, kind of like mid to late night kind of time. Uh, or you can check Friday morning if you don't want to keep hitting refresh. Um, what we do do is... What we do do... Do do. <laughs> what we do every week is read one comic book and then read a... Re- uh, read. Watch a related <laughs> adaptation. I, I only no. We read, read the, the synopsis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not watch the movies. The original script. <laughs> uh, but then we yeah, we'll watch a movie. So today we're reading the Steel uh, first couple issues of the Christopher Priest Steel run, and then we're watching the. Uh, I don't know if any of you know this. There was a, a Steel movie starring Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what we're going to be watching. It has very little to do with DC Comics whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but that's its own thing. It was still quite entertaining. Aside from the fact that uh, the character's name is John Henry Irons and Shaq just happens to have a Superman tattoo. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's really the only tie-ins. And they really like focus on that, too. Oh, yeah. They were like, this is the, really the only tie-in we have. This is cosmic. It was meant to be. Get a zoom in on that Man of Steel tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's definitely a Superman, but don't call originally. him Superman. We can't pay for that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yes, and interesting. Interestingly enough, uh, it actually came out the same year as this comic too, nineteen ninety-seven. Oh, yeah. yeah, interesting. I wonder if that kind of lined up. Oh well, yeah. The, in the uh, synopsis for the movie, it says the new hit DC character. Ah, so like right. it was very fresh right. off the heels yeah, of that right character being made. Yep. Um, 
But yeah, so what we're going to be starting with today is the uh, first couple issues of Chris, the Christopher Priest run. It uh, picks up at issue 34 after Louise Simonson went off the book. Um, and Priest picks up with art by uh, Dennis Cowan, uh, who's always pretty good on, on art. I think they also did uh, The Question, like the yep. original question book, um, yeah, which is why The Question shows, shows up later, up later in this run. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we have uh, finishes by Tom Palmer, letters by Pat Brousseau, who I think did letters on JLA, which we were just reading. I think so, yeah. Um, and that is the uh, creative team. Uh, Christopher Priest has a very like unique style of writing and just kind of paneling and pacing. Like it's very much there's always like some kind of it, it reads a lot like uh, like crime TV or kind of just like television in general. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it kind of has like kind of like a Tarantino kind of vibe and kind of cadence to it. Yeah, it's a mix of like classic noir and like new like. I, I don't that's know what, what the it term is. Would yeah. Be. Yeah, that's it, kind of the term I'm looking for. Yeah, it's, it's it like, a, feels it's like, like old, a twist on a noir. It feels kinda. old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a it's a cool style. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that's the same style that's used in that Deathstroke book that I always recommend to people. I that, definitely got to read that. That's that's what picked me up on the Christopher Priest. Uh, his writing style was I started reading in the new fifty or not the new fifty two uh, Rebirth for DC. Right, right. And Deathstroke was one of the first books I picked up. So um, I read that all the way through. There's fifty issues of that run. Damn. Um, and then yeah, like all uh, Christopher Priest. Yep. Holy shit, that's yep. a big run. It's like one continuous story. It's really fucking cool with Damn. a couple tie-ins to the Teen Titans as well, which are okay. Makes but sense. The yeah. rest of the run's really good. Gotcha. Um, in fact, this character who we're going to be introduced to in this run, uh, Dr. Wilhain, or it's spelled Dr. <laughs> Villain. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Yeah, no, that's Because <laughs> uh, Christopher Priest always, like, uh, he comes up in Deathstroke as well. He okay. reuses the character. Gotcha. And the character, I think the whole bit is just the fact that, like, he's never outright a villain. He's His whole thing is he's always, like... He's probably a villain, right? He yeah, seems yeah. like a villain. No, of course not. It's French. <laughs> yeah. So that's like always his role. It's like, no, what do you think? No, it's Wilhain. <laughs> right? It's like, that'd be, that'd be discriminatory if you thought I was a villain just because my name looks like villain. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he comes up in this. He's kind of basically just like a shady kind of like biochemist researcher. Like He's like a Lex Luthor type. Pretty much, Essentially, yeah. yeah. Shady doctor. Right. Um, I, I do also like the way that uh, Christopher Priest kind of puts attention to details details and just kind of like thinking about practical kind of ways that these kind of things would work like and, and that makes him really good at writing steel with just kind of like when steel kind of narrates the different like changes in his armor mm-hmm. and just kind of like the science of it is pretty interesting oh yeah definitely um because okay. do you know a lot of background of like what the the white zone uh no but what i picked up in context just from reading this i'm guessing this was something that came up in the run before this or, or maybe even the event that introduced the character okay because i mean like i said even what we're reading right now is we're still pretty young in the character's existence yeah yeah um the character has only existed from where we the character has only exist existed from where we're reading uh since that one event and then the 33 issues before this that's okay. all there is gotcha so i'm guessing he uh what we get from context is basically he invented uh like an iron man suit of armor like a really hi- hyper advanced like highly intelligent one yeah and it turned on him like ultron and yeah, then, went you know, attacked him yeah so yep. he imprisoned it in a place called like the white zone yeah, yeah. which is basically like just some phantom like reality dimension that he can like imprison things yeah which we kind of and i don't know if i fully understood it but uh will or Wilhelm kind of explains later that it's basically like his own project like mental projection that creates it yeah it's like a se- i'm guessing it's some kind of like sensory deprivation kind of psychic kind of like uh yeah. demiplane kind of business it's, it's kind of the vibes i'm getting yeah for sure um 
But he describes he's kind of turned down the technology on his suit because of that event, because his suit turned on him. So he's kind of going with something more practical, which gets him into kind of a little more interesting situations, like when he's going doing like day to day kind of life saving stuff. Yeah. One good example that comes later in the book is when he's going to stop like a fire that's burning down. Yeah. yeah. And they see the S on his chest, like the Superman, and they're like, "Hey, we need you to hold down the side of the building so we can get our people out of there. It's all going (laughs) to collapse." Yep. He's like, "Oh, yeah." I can't do that. (laughs) I, I, I can't lift a building. Bud. Right. Um, but what I can do, and he goes and gets a, in a fire truck, like using like just his brain, yep. and uses the kind of leverage of the truck going at just the, the fast enough speed to kind of just like stop the collapse of the building just barely. Yeah. But it also like pins him underneath. Yeah, yeah. But it's just kind of a cool way to show like the limitations of like what makes him different. Like I, I do like uh, superheroes that are written more that way because you do kind of get more uh, like real life kind of situations and more kind of just like. Uh, problem solving that way. Yeah, the stakes are a little higher and like the, it's a little more difficult to approach. Yeah, because when you're writing kind of superhero problem solving at like the higher level, it always just kind of, in my opinion, like when you, at least when written poorly, ends up being like, oh, well, I've invented the new super serum thingy. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It happens to counter your thingy. Right. Like, oh, perfectly. Cool. It, it's just like a game of like made up nonsense. So, yeah, but for this, sure. But th- this is a little more, like this took time to kind of think of and write, so I appreciate it. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. Um, One thing that I don't know if is, is that strong in this book is the way like uh christopher priest writes natasha i didn't think it's kind of a mix of like good like kind of like it's she's interesting to read about but then at the same time she says a lot of stuff i'm like yeah okay yeah a lot of it's just (laughs) kind of like rebellious teenager like old boomer writing a teenage girl for sure yeah Yeah, there's definitely a mix of that Yeah, there's literally a conversation where they're like, we're teenagers, like, let's do bad stuff, or, like, rebel, and it's like, okay. <laughs> and, like, the the guy she's with is just, like, the most boring, weird-ass fucking yeah, kid. Boris. Yeah, Boris. Boris is know... a fucking weird-ass, I don't like him. I don't, I never knew what to, like, make of him in this, like, uh, oh, small context, I. because, like, he literally just shows up at her doorstep when she's just, like, talking on the phone, he's like, hey, like, want to go out or want to get some ice cream? I don't know just, what like, I'm some... supposed to feel about this guy. <laughs> right? And it doesn't help that the way he's drawn is like he's got like the shaggy like 90s hair and like you literally never see his eyes oh yeah he looks like he's about to like shiv <laughs> yeah like he just looks sketchy as shit yeah he, like you never see his eyes and he's nope. always just like hey what's up yeah we're gonna go out now it's like, like all right <laughs> i'm gonna call you boris i don't care just come eat ice cream what the fuck yeah he's a really weird kid and then, yeah he just says a bunch of weird shit i don't know i don't like him and i don't i think i'm i think we're supposed to like him and i'm like Ew, I, I know i like i i just kind of mostly felt neutral about yeah and like kind of wary so like i do kind of i like the vibes that like natasha and like uh john have like kind of just her like kind of like doing her own thing i think that's written well but yeah a lot of it i was just kind of like i don't know yeah it's a little weird sometimes um a good scene that i liked was uh superman shows up briefly um this is kind of where that's probably one of my favorite scenes yeah um it's just kind of he shows up to stop help superman take down like an inner gang kind of invasion from like uh from dark side they kind of just have a short conversation he's uh superman's like oh i see you took the s off your chest like the uh, the symbol yeah and he's like uh yeah i don't know like it was just kind of like a he says like you know when you came back to life i removed it like uh, you know you were superman yeah and uh he's like you know and, and i was just wondering like now that you're back i was just wanted your opinion like i think i want to use it again mm-hmm. and i like clark's line here which is just like why why are you asking me like too many people care what my opinion is like yeah. do what you think is right yep so like that was just a really good line from him i like that yeah he's just like i think uh you're, you're you were misplaced like um 
the reasons why you yeah did the reasons it. why yeah. you, you took it off like you shouldn't have been worried about that like I'm totally cool with it yeah and of course it's uh, good old uh, mullet Superman too oh of course <laughs> He's got that old '90s mullet yeah this is actually this this book takes place just before what we just read uh, the couple weeks before again if you didn't listen go back and listen to the last four weeks we read Grant Morrison's JLA run which was late '90s this is just before this I feel like yep. Um, because yeah, we have mullet Superman here, and who is uh, looks the same as uh, when we just saw him in the other book. Yep. So, uh, so does Natasha? Is does she become a different like kind of character? Oh uh, yeah. She, well, she eventually she's like basically the legacy hero to Steel nowadays. Okay. She's like the new Steel. She's been on the Teen Titans before. She's been she does a lot of stuff. Got that. That makes sense. Because I mean, we kind of get a like a little teaser of it later on where she. Basically, they steal her she and steals Boris the armor, steals yeah. the suit, and they kind of go on a, a little fly around. Yeah, and, that was cool. I <laughs> and like fuck that. up a robbery. Just but. knowing what I know, going back and seeing that, I was like, "Oh, hey, neat." Yeah, that makes sense. Natasha now. in the suit. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured she was gonna like take the helmet at some point, but right. I didn't know for sure. Yeah, that's kind of what Fifty Two is all about. Like that transition. Gotcha. Like, that's the kind of what that story is. Okay. Oh, uh, but yeah, I do really like the art in this. I think there's some really cool, like uh, the way that. I think Dennis Cowan and Christopher Priest, like their styles just mesh really well together. Definitely. Cowan always has like this really just noir kind of gritty crime like way to drawing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's why they were so good on the question book. Yep. So like it fits in really well here. Like there's a good page where like someone's just like unloading their gun into Steel's face as he crawls through a rock wall. Yeah. And then just and there's just like bits of armor just like coming off. Like it's not invincible armor. Like it's just peeling away, but it's still enough to just be like, I'm still here. Yeah. Boom. It's just like super gritty. Right. Um, but yeah, a lot of these issues are just kind of like, we, we've kind of talked about them out of order because they are kind of like disconnected one-offs a little bit yeah. at the same time part of one longer ongoing story. Yeah. That's that's the way I've noticed Christopher Priest writes a lot of, at least their modern books, like from this point forward, because they've written comics since like the 70s, I think. Okay. Um, But... Um, I can I can really tell like this is kind of where it gets started because um, Black Panther is also written with this style. Um, uh, his Black Panther run, which I always recommend to people as well. Yeah, I've heard great um, things. Like if you if, if this steel actually this run reminded me a lot of Black Panther, just the way it's written. Oh, really? But yeah, there's he's always got the way of writing where and it's really good too if you're buying it like uh, in single issues if you buy comics weekly. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a single ongoing story, but it also makes it so each issue is kind of its own story. Also, yeah, there's always like one like big thing that gets resolved, but it's also kind of lingering things that happen along the right. side. So it's really satisfying to buy weekly because you it's not like oh here's the new cliffhanger here's yeah. the new cliffhanger it's like actual complete stories in each issue but still reads as one really long kind of t- like tv series kind of thing yeah no i like that a lot too um so i really like that way of just doing continuity and just kind of writing because it's because i remember reading like deathstroke for example monthly and i remember really enjoying it for that reason gotcha um but yeah overall i think these, these issues are, are pretty good i i don't, don't know how much I, of this i would continue to read i think christopher priest has better material personally nowadays I yeah think this is kind of them getting their footing and kind of in, into this writing style gotcha i um, mean there's some good stuff here i like i think the introdu- introduction of um of like Natasha and kind of getting her into um into like because she was kind of in a backseat in from what I understand in the issues before this okay so I do like that she was kind of taken from the background and made a more prominent like actual like supporting character yeah yeah um but that will bring us I think we read through issue number thirty eight oh yeah there is a, a, t- a team up issue with the question which is pretty good as well oh definitely um where they're just kind of going on it's, again it's like a single one off issue where they're like going through like this like gambling kind of just like undercover undercover job yeah the twist on that is really cool. Though. Because it's he's basically going to rescue Doctor uh, Will Will Hain because he thinks he's like been kidnapped or whatever, but it actually ends up just being like Will Hain and this other dude basically had a bet 
whether or not Steele would come and like rescue him successfully or not. And, oh, right. <laughs> so Wilhelm actually ends up winning like $2 million or something because they end up pulling it off. Yeah, that's why Wilhelm is like an... So I kind of like, I remember him even from the other run because I never know what his vibes are, but it's yeah. different than, than Boris. I like I like not knowing what Wilhelm is because I think that's the whole bit. For sure. And he's at least like interesting. <laughs> right. He's not just walking around me like, hey, what's uh, up? <laughs> what, what, ice cream? Like, what the fuck, dude? Get away from me. You're so weird. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Is the question always this ripped? Yep. Because he is jacked. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> and I I guess I never really thought about that because I just always envisioned him as kind of just like uh, just like a detective in a suit and hat. No, he's a Vic Sage, a hotshot reporter. Right. <laughs> well, not, I, I mean, the main, most of the uh, the question, like, um, text that I've actually read has been Renee, too, so it's always a little different. Oh, true. Yeah, and, and this ties in as well. Again, I, I will, will recommend, again, 52. That's a big uh, book for the question as well. Both, so that's when Renee took both over? Both Renee and Vic Sage, yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's a big book for them. I, we should... Uh, I don't know what we would watch, but I would love to read that book on the podcast sometime because I would love to. It's been so long since I've read it, and it was one of the first comics I read. But like knowing everything I know, going back would be so interesting. Yeah, because I'm assuming there's never been uh, the question adaptation. Uh, I mean, I'm sure he's been in like it would have to be some kind of adaptation that shows. straddled like a lot of those characters because okay. it's a mixture of like the question, Steel, Batwoman, uh. Uh, elongated man. We're not finding an adaptation of that one. <laughs> uh, uh, who else? I know I'm forgetting. Oh, Booster Gold. Okay. Um, that some of the best Grant Morrison bits are from the Booster Gold sections. Those are great. Okay, cool. Um, but yes, I don't know what we would read. Maybe maybe a CW thing. CW touches a lot of those characters, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm uh. I mean, the the question Renee showed up a lot in that Batwoman we read way back in the day. Yeah. So, cause, I mean, that at least covers Batwoman. Oh, yeah. Actually, that might be the only one. I think so, yeah. <laughs> There's no adaptations <laughs> to any of those characters. I don't think there is. No, who gives a shit? Yeah, well, maybe whatever. we'll just read it anyway. It's not like we haven't done that, like, literally just two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that'll bring us to the end of what we were talking about for the comic this week. Now we're going to be getting on to the adaptation we, uh, we watched for this week, which we've been talking about this one for a while. We've been wanting to watch this one. We had it saved. Oh, yeah. Um, to the point where where we missed our opportunity to watch it when it was on DC uh, Universe. Now we had to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, which spend a whole three dollars to rent. Again, it's going to be like our our podcast. It's like every once in a while, there's some dude just sitting at a desk, like didding. Oh, someone bought something. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Shaq's getting like a twenty cent residual check for a, a freaking steel yeah. rental. Who the hell watched Steel <laughs> in 2021? <laughs> oh man, uh, it was us. Yeah. So before we get into it too, too much, I mean, it might not be too much it might not be i might not be going on a limb to say that this movie is not good <laughs> no no <laughs> um, it's not good and it's but it's not like the worst thing i've ever seen oh yeah like we've watched worse and but that, i mean that's yeah. coming from this podcast though yep. so we watch everything that's bad yeah um, for sure <laughs> so i mean from that perspective that we've seen everything that's bad this isn't that at least they tr they had something to say here for sure yeah like they had a kind of a message that I liked which a lot of higher budget more well liked movies do not exactly so there's something there <laughs> they didn't completely miss the mark so I'm gonna start out with the good this movie has a, a pretty cool uh, like Shaq starts out as kind of has like it's kind of a Iron Man kind of um vibe to it except better oh yeah um, because he doesn't like just go and create more weapons he go, yeah, just yeah. creates a big hammer yeah <laughs> <laughs> um actually he does create more weapons but he doesn't do it to iron man levels <laughs> yeah and he doesn't like do it for weapons contractors right 
Um, but I like the message here because he starts out like, yeah, he's more like a scientist. He's not like the one like selling the weapons to people. Yeah. Um, but even then he kind of has like a moral kind of like, he's like, wait, I'm building weapons that kill people. Yeah. And it even opens with him in the movie, like building like a big stun ray. Yeah. Which everyone in the army is like, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to kill anyone. It's like, yeah, I know. That's why I built it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and, and then like, yeah, it gets sabotaged cause the guy is like, oh, turn it up to a billion and then it'll kill people. Yeah. Judd Nelson plays the villain in this and- and he's the bad boy from the Breakfast Club, and it's just he's just a very weird character. In oh this. yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm starting out with the good. I do like the the way that um, that Steel is written here, where he starts out building these weapons, and he's like, "No, I don't want to be evil and build these weapons that kill people. I'm going to yep. build a, a stun weapon, and that's a little bit better, right? Yep. Oh no, people corrupt that too. Okay, I won't build anything. Yeah. <laughs> and so he quits. He just fucking quits. And I'm like, that's dope. Yeah. Just fucking quits. Like that's that's more than like a lot of these fucking other like army guy superheroes in like the MCU do. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. And like, yeah gets home and his mom like or his grandma is like yeah you're getting all these job offers from these weapons contractors just like ah throw them away like it's not it's not good for my conscience it's like a yeah. boy good guys steal yep I love <laughs> it. um so i wanted to start out with that because like when watching it i was like you know what this movie's pretty bad but it's got it's got heart to it at least oh absolutely. a little bit <laughs> and just enough <laughs> <laughs> it starts out with this super just fucking groovy theme song that i loved but then they basically used that but just with different variations throughout the entire oh, movie so and it gets so freaking old oh my god <laughs> i was so sick of that song um, but yeah, it opens with, like I said, the guy turns his experimental gun up to a billion. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, this will kill. And then boom, the, the building goes boom. Yeah, it and kills then, like the sergeant and then... Uh, and then steals assistant Sparky. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She gets trapped under a wall and he's like, Sparky, no! Yeah, uh, like a one-minute shot of him yelling no and then a five-minute shot of him slowly lifting the concrete slab just like... Rah! Oh, yeah, it's like ultra slow-mo, which you don't need because there's <laughs> no. nothing happening quickly. No, no, no. Uh, and just Shaq screaming in the air like no which like I, Darth Vader I think the term nothing happening quickly can pretty much be applied to this entire movie because <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. every fight scene and every like scene of him like either running or climbing is literally in the slowest possible I pace s- you can I imagine I feel so bad for Shaq because obviously <laughs> he's not an actor and it shows in this movie but the oh, worst totally. part about it is the fact that when he's in the suit yep. nobody could have acted that better because no. he's just like stuck like dunk, dunk, dunk. <laughs> it's literally just a clanky like like iron suit and that they ask looks him like to it do all these acrobatic pounds. moves too yep. <laughs> and like, the thing is like there's literally a scene where the big like uh intense anxious part is him like chasing a like a fleeing suspect and like it's supposed to be like Shaq or steel like chasing him but like Shaq's whole thing was never his speed oh, like right. it was his size and strength and like it's literally like a five minute scene of him slowly trying to just catch like this an eight guy foot tall man just <laughs> <laughs> and it is just it looks absolutely ridiculous yeah um and yeah but that that's even that's at least that's before he's in the suit though because after he's in the suit they still tell him to do a bunch of fucking like climb over this railing oh yeah jump <laughs> off the building like none of this looks good because this dude can't fucking move yeah and he's obviously wearing like a hundred pound suit that is way too heavy <laughs> Um, but yeah, the plot of this movie is also just like extremely easy to boil down yeah basically uh Shaq quits because he or Steel, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Steel quits the army and then uh, leaves because he, they're selling his, they're like building, ruining his weapons that he yeah. built, and then they end up like in the wrong hands. He gets like the dude court-martialed who turned his gun up to a billion, yeah, and so he gets fired. But then he gets his hands on the weapons anyway and starts yep. doing it privately, yeah, and sells so, them uh, illegally. And so then basically a bunch of bank robbers get their hands on the gun and just use it to blow open bank walls, yeah, which I would argue still not killing anybody. Yeah, technically. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, if they wouldn't have shot the people that came, like when they uh, were oh, trying to arrest them. See, but yeah, Shaq would be like, or Steel shows up. He's like, see, blowing up the bank wall, cool. Yeah, you can't just shoot people though. Exactly, <laughs> just get away without killing anybody. Yeah, just steal all the money. That's fine. <laughs> right. It's just a bank. <laughs> but yeah, so then he get he get ends up like you know armoring up and whatnot because they have his weapons, so he's got to go get them back. Yeah, and he ba- gets basically uh, the plot. He gets friend or helps from his friends uh, or his old partner Sparky, Sparky who, yeah, who's uh, paralyzed in the waist down now, which. They use in a very, a, like, a couple very awkward scenes of, like, him in the hospital, like, saying, like, oh, like, uh, oh, you'll be back on your feet soon. And then it's just a shot of the nurse, like, looking at him and just, like, gl- uh, like sadly shaking her head. Yeah, no. there's a lot of, like, weird parts like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's kind oh, of... One hilarious part, though, is when he's going to, like, uh, get her out of, oh, like, the VA hospital. This is easily one of the best scenes in the movie. He, he's going to, like, get Sparky out of the VA hospital because he needs her help. <gasps> he's like, you know, Sparky, you know, this place is, is miserable for you. We got to get you out of here. Yep. See, look, there's a whole bright world outside. And he just like smashes the window <laughs> open. Two palms smash. Yeah, the, the glass shatters. <laughs> like this VA hospital is like, great, we already had no money. That's, that's not <laughs> right. going to be fixed for 12 months. You're going to pay for that, right? <laughs> oh, God. And then, yeah, and then he just walks over to her, literally picks her up in the wheelchair. And when while this was happening, I literally thought he was about to throw her out the window. <laughs> Because he just finished smashing this window to smithereens. Yeah. But yeah, so he just picks her up and walks her out. And then they go to like the coolest junkyard ever that they turn <laughs> into like the junkyard bat cave. That place is pretty dope. I oh, like yeah. That. It was awesome, actually. Because whenever they're building, it's like outside like with like LA in the yeah, background. Yeah, they're like surrounded by palm trees with like the skyline it in the background. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. an awesome setup. It's way cooler than like the dark lab or like science place. Yeah, the forge. Yeah. No, fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course that offers uh, an amazing music monta- uh, music montage with the song that the the refrain is just "Steal Yourself," <laughs> which is a little on the nose, but it's it's a kind uh, of hey, a it wasn't too bad. It's a catchy scene. Uh, and then yeah, like we said, they focus a lot on the steel tattoo. Just because Shaq happens to have a Man of Steel Superman tattoo. Oh yeah, they were like, "This is perfect." <laughs> Zoom in, right? Yeah, yeah they really milked. If they're it. gonna do that though, then use that as your thing to it, put it on the suit. Exactly. Why yeah. was it on, on the suit then? I don't know. Like, you don't even have to... I think they really wanted to avoid possible copyright (laughs) (laughs) infringements, so they wanted to walk the line. But they do a zoom in on the logo. I Granted, it's a part of the man's body, but... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who knows? We're not zooming in on the logo. It's his arm. Yeah, it's his own tattoo. What are we going to do? Take his tattoo off? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah, and as, as awesome as it was that they used the hammer... The worst part is, is that 95% of the time, he just uses the hammer as a gun. Oh, that's the lamest. It's just a gun. Because, no, you know what the reason probably was, now that I've done, I've watched the movie, is because he couldn't fucking move. Oh, he couldn't There's swing no that There's no way thing. he could lift up his arms in that suit and oh. swing the hammer. <laughs> In, like, a satisfying way. You're there's, totally right, There's yeah. no way. Absolutely not. Like, if he would have done it, it would have been, like, T-Rex arm kind of, like, hammer <laughs> swing. <laughs> yeah, no. There's no mobility in that freaking suit. So, it's like, you give him the hammer, but he has to just, like, turn it behind his back like he's a kid playing with a broomstick and, like, shoot it like a rifle. Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. Yeah, and then, like... About pretty much the final act of the final scene or 15 minutes in the movie, for some reason, the writers or the director just couldn't help themselves. They had to use a freaking Shaq free throw like bit. Oh, they made that joke like three times. Oh, yeah. Because but it, the, the, the best one was where he literally had to do it with a live grenade. Oh, yeah. And from like the, <laughs> basically the free throw line. Yeah. And then he had to like do like a free throw motion. And he even made the line. He's like, I never make these. <laughs> yeah. It's a live grenade. He's like in there uh, with his uh, brother, his little brother who's like a kid. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, I mean, if you don't, we're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, it literally like banks off of like a little hole in like a metal fence and then it makes it out, which it, it yeah, cuz the whole bit in this movie is that Steel can't like play basketball, which is only a joke on the actor, which I think exactly. is just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like they just couldn't help themselves. Like oh, it's Shaquille O'Neal, wouldn't it be funny if he couldn't shoot a basketball? It's right. hilarious. <laughs> I know. I, I thought Scary Movie 4 was the first one to do that, but apparently they stole it. Yeah. Um, so it's like just watching Shaq in this life or death situation with a grenade and his like little brother. It's like, I never make this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's, it's certainly something. Um, but yeah, so by far the least satisfying part of this movie is just the fact that this, and this isn't even Shaq's fault or even anyone's fault except for the costume and like the, the budget. Probably. Oh, it's the budget. Yeah. Just like the fact that the, the costume they gave him was atrocious. Oh yeah. Not even in design. It looked fine. Yeah, it was fine. wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. It was bad, but yeah. it was fine. Um, but, like, the fact that the dude can't move, like, and you're trying to do action scenes, just no. Like, no. <laughs> that, someone should have shut that shit down. Immediately. Like, like, what's... Why are people coming here? Oh, action, uh, suspense, thriller, uh, maybe. Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, action. Let's see what you got here. <laughs> Slowly lumbering down the oh, street. Oh, watch. He's going to climb over this wall. Why don't you put <laughs> this in fast motion? Why did you put it in fast motion when he was lifting up the brick? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's very shoddily done. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it would be nice if we could get like a, a, a better steel adaptation. Yeah. This is a character who could be really fucking cool. Oh, absolutely. Um, if they would just use him. It'd be a really good way to just get around like using Superman too much. Like this could be like your stand-in for Superman. Oh, yeah. Uh, and like, I love Shaq. He's the man, but like... He doesn't need to be in movies. <laughs> He's not a serious actor. You know what I would take though? Imagine if they readapted Steel and Natasha was the like the main character. Oh yeah. And, and then Shaq was the old man John Henry Irons. Okay, that I would definitely take. That would be really <laughs> fucking good. Because you wouldn't need him in a lot of the movie, but like the few scenes you would have him in would absolutely Yeah, he'd just shine. be like old man like scientist in the chair, like oh, giving yeah. her advice. Yeah. And I would say he's he's probably definitely like ironed out his acting skills too, because he's been oh, doing for broad- sure. he's been doing broadcasting for a decade. Oh no, that's now, the thing. So. It's like if he was in this movie today, you'd do a much better oh, job. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I think in the nineties he just was not a good actor. Totally not. Yeah. He was like in his early early 20s like yeah. he was not taking it that seriously um but that's what I'm, I'm telling you dude that's write it down because someone if you're an executive listen to this dude cast someone as natasha lead character yep shaquille o'neal's old man john henry i would money in the th- bank i would pay for that in a heartbeat oh my god <laughs> um but yeah so that's just the way to do it i mean we don't uh make movies here we just review them but maybe we should oh yeah <laughs> new podcast let's call up Shaq. <laughs> Shaq. i met him when i was two years old that's our in, <laughs> in a home depot <laughs> that's right hey do you remember that baby from home depot back in florida <laughs> Orlando, florida <laughs> oh my god i do i do that baby was remarkable <laughs> i've been waiting for this call <laughs> strongest grip i ever saw on a baby Dude, oh, he man. shook your baby hand. <laughs> he might have. He crushed it. <laughs> Let me shake that baby's hand. Oh man, that's weird, but okay. You should kill <laughs> yeah. O'Neal. I mean, who who could deny Shaq that? Oh, You're God. gonna be a good baby, right? Oh, <laughs> Thank <man>. you. <laughs> uh, but yes, that was a movie, and we watched it. Uh, and I should mention at the end, he also prank calls uh, the lead colonel, like pretending to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and a filter that makes it sound like Schwarzenegger. So I. I don't think that was Arnold Schwarzenegger, but <laughs> probably not. Just some cheesy guy doing an he Austrian accent. You never know. He's not in the credits, so I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah. No, they definitely would have played that up if it actually was him. Oh no, they would have shown it and been like, they would have had his name on the bottom, like Arnold oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm I'm just reading the uh, some of the trivia here to see if there's anything I want to call out. They mentioned in the notes here they actually purposely took away Steele's cape. 
I didn't even realize it while we were watching. I it. never That's even what's noticed. Missing. That is what's missing. Well, it, even if he wasn't moving, it would look so much more badass him walking with the cape. Yeah, because at a point, I I pointed out, I was like, he literally just looks like RoboCop, <laughs> just like RoboCop. really tall RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I don't know how I didn't make the connection that his cape was missing. The cape was missing. Yeah. Like, that would have been such a nice. Cherry on top. No S and no cape. Yeah, they really they really wanted to avoid that Superman likeness. <laughs> Holy shit. They were really afraid. Hey, Superman doesn't own the red cape. Right. Yeah, I'm reading the notes here, too. It says Shaquille O'Neal was in that summer he filmed it, also like participating in the Summer Olympics. No, so he yeah. filmed this whole movie within like four weeks. Oh, God. And he, he read <laughs> over the script once. Oh, so like Jesus. That, like you can t- like now that reading this, I, I'm seeing like I can easily just see him reading the script. Like, okay, I'm steel. <laughs> right. <laughs> the script's like at his feet. <laughs> so, I mean, th- to be fair, n- almost nobody could do- pull that off. Oh, so. they threw this together in such haste. Like, this was probably the <laughs> farthest from his fucking mind. Like, dude, this dude's like on the Lakers, like participating in the Olympics. Like, yeah. Hey, did you memorize your lines for steel? <laughs> no. <laughs> did that cash check yet? <laughs> Uh, how about fuck no? <laughs> uh, but yes, that was the the movie that we watched. I'm glad we finally got to that because that was something. Oh yeah, it was um, an experience. It certainly was. It's definitely like it's worth a watch. Like if you know you're a little drunk on a Saturday night, you need oh, something sure. to fill some time. It, it's worth a laugh. And we talk about a lot on this podcast that like there's some movies that are just bad. Like they made me mad. I watched them because they were just such a waste of my time oh, as a yeah. human. Um, but there's some movies that are bad where I'm like, you know what? It was bad, but I didn't have the worst time watching it. This definitely, was one of those. Yeah. yeah, this was like in the the negative, like bad scale and not like just bad for being bad sake. Right. Like I still think about the fact that I spent two hours of my human lifespan watching Electra. So Yeah, that that will never get back. <laughs> yeah, that will never get that one back. So sometimes it could be worse. Yeah, absolutely. So that, that'll be our John Henry Irons coverage for today. Uh, join us next week. Uh, we will be starting our, uh, our one episode on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to be reading the first six issues of the Nick Spencer Captain uh, uh, Sam Wilson Captain America run, um, and then we will be uh, talking about those six episodes. Uh, that'll actually be one for one that time. Oh, uh, yeah. Six episodes of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which the finale, as we're recording this podcast, will be tomorrow. So I have not seen it yet. I've only seen every episode up to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see. I still got to start it, so I got a lot of. Oh, I got to get that in quick. Got some churning to do. <laughs> yeah, All right. for sure. All right, but join us next time for some Cappy. Oh yeah, a Mary. Cappy, a Mary. Ha, ha, ha.